Welcome to the Conscious Creative Podcast, your weekly dose of soul-to-soul conversation that will have you saying peace out to your nine-to-five to explore in your sacred calling. The topics center around conscious business and interviews with the folks who started them. We'll be exploring the art of being human and what it takes to live your life fully expressed and financially free. I'm Christina Gomes, and I went from high-paying job as a psychotherapist to leaving it all behind for my desire to travel the world playing my original music, to becoming the CEO and solopreneur founder of FreeYourCreativity.org, where I help visionary leaders create the businesses of their wildest dreams. If you have a sacred calling, stick around. My prayer is that you become the permission slip for the collective as you hear the soul-inspiring stories that call you forth into creative action. Let's get to the soul. Hello, hello. I am live. We're live in the group. And there's Zimatia. Amazing. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I love that background. And I have a new one today because I am chilling in the bed. It's a hurricane. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, um... Okay, let's see how this Guatemalan internet holds up with the wind. <laughs> but you got your hat, you're prepared. <laughs> exactly, prepare for the hurricane. We are streaming live. And for those of you, obviously, those of you don't know, but Zimachi and I are friends and we're neighbors. So that's why where it's like, I see the like the wind out there and I know that she sees the same thing. We're looking at the same lake, just like yep. all of us looked at the same moon last night. <laughs> how was your full moon? Um, it was uneventful in the way that I slept really, really deep, which actually is quite the event for me. So I'm good with that. So good with that. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very good. So I will just kind of introduce you like very in the fun, funnest way I know how, which is just to talk about my friend very endearingly, but I have handpicked these women and selected them from the tree of like badassery that is soul-led leadership and I chose Zimatia for many things in my life she actually uh helps out like shares her gifts inside of my program because I went to see her we were hanging out as friends and I went to see her as an energy healer as a channel as someone I could confide in and had these cool amazing sessions and experiences that I was like I need to share this with my people because this is this is a gift that that I don't have, and when we can collaborate, on it's a different kind of level. But on when we can collaborate and share our gifts, and share our gifts, and share our gifts, <laughs> and share more gifts. <laughs> gifts, gifts on gifts. It's a gift on top of a gift, and so Zimatia is a lot of things. I'm going to let her describe what she does, but for me and for all of you out there. I want you to listen to this interview as like a a knowing of what is possible for you for no matter where you've come from, no matter how interesting or wild you think your gifts might be like, there's a way to put them together and, and help people and, and share them. (laughs) So why don't you introduce yourself Zimatia in a way that is more you. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. That was, that was lovely as it is. Um, Yeah. So Zimatia, so I carried the title priestess, which, um, was a big step in my, uh, reclamation of my titles and things like that, because, uh, don't like to get too caught up in those things, but in the way of claiming the title priestess, it's really announcing to the world and those around me where I'm at in my remembering journey and what type of service that I'm here mastering and offering and contributing to humanity. So what I mean by priestess is a translation of source in the whatever way that that might show up in the form of the Akashic record, communing with spirit guides, uh, or just being in that moment with the heart and being able to see a broader memory and view of what our soul's journeys are. And the memory of lifetimes of coming here and other realms to master that. So that's a title that I've claimed and that I've also been nudged into reclaiming again from my guides. Um, through the Akashic transmission, working through a space of translating light language. 
So what I mean by translating light language is speaking these languages fluently that are resurfacing from inside of us, from our guides, from other realms. And this gives us the opportunity to sit in council as sovereign beings, as equals, and remembering our contribution to creation and sharing files of where we're at and how we can master certain wounds, for instance, or how we can refine our techniques and pick up where we left off, not just within this lifetime, but within our soul's curriculum and our overall purpose through all of existence. (laughs) (laughs) So that's just a little sprinkle of uh, some of the the human words that can describe what it is that um, my space is opening up and witnessing um, from your space and what we're all doing together all the time. Oh, I love it so much. I love human words. I love light language, but (laughs) if someone can put it into human words, I'm like, dang. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's our time. Yeah. Cause we, it's like where I keep thinking, I mean, I'm going to ask you some questions that I've been asking everyone, but I just keep thinking like, where is creative, where does creativity come from? And when I really ask that of the universe, I hear an answer and it's like, and I exactly like I'm translating like the the higher self, like these guys, like, it's like, it's, it's from source. It's from God. And it's from, therefore it's from you. (laughs) Absolutely. well, that's cool. <laughs> and it makes um, like living our soul's gifts like a little less like harrowing, <laughs> yeah. like a little less like oh, restrictive or like scary. And I know we want to talk about fear today because there's nothing to fear about fear, but like we're working, you know, li- listening, <laughs> listening to the depth and the guides and spirit and our higher knowing, like listening to that really, it makes the um, human existence a little more in flow. So I wanted to ask you, like, so people can kind of see that we've all been on a journey of remembering. Yeah. Where were you before you decided like, okay, I know this is a sacred calling. It's super sacred and I'm going to do it. (laughs) Where were you before that? So I was actually in a really great place in my life. I was at the peak of my happiness of what I could perceive it at that time. I was excelling in my personal relationships with friends and having a real tribe that understood me and seen me in my connection with music, my relationships with my parents and my siblings and all of that really being deeply mended. And then I was at the highest point of my career. And at that time I was a construction manager for um, a marketing and branding agency that specialized in trade show booths and convent and um, like corporate con- event marketing as far as like Las Vegas size booths and all of these big things. So not only being an account manager and being project management, but being the liaison and being client facing. So I was the first female ever to be in that position in the history of the company, <laughs> breaking down those walls of sexism. Woo! And I was also the youngest by about 25 years. So the position that I was brought into and um, really taken under someone's wing, I was breaking these forms, these ideas of what this position and what this person should look like or how old they should be and things of that nature. So I was at that highest point and I was enjoying it, Um, but I was starting to feel some of the pushback on things like the carbon footprint, for instance. So starting to see and feel something out of resonance that wasn't in full alignment of my relationship as it grew within myself of, you know, being more conscious of what I was eating, um, you know, exercise and just really getting to know what I can do to support myself that started to mirror and reflect of what I was doing in my relationship with mother earth with what my steps were doing with things outside of me. And, um, yeah, that's where I was at, um, to begin with. And my calling came in really fast and hard. Um, I had 
been working with psychedelics for in a more playful way of opening up my heart, even like knowing what that thing was and being able to trust. And then that naturally progressed into the concept of healing. Like what's, what is that? What is this healing that, you know, that was all new. So, um, through that, I was activated with a memory of all these things that I had been before I was this version of me before I was that corporate babe, you know, mastering the the trade show floor. Um, yeah. Wow. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's drop in on that. Where were we then? <laughs> so fun. It's a, what a fun memory. Yeah. It sounds like it, it's so interesting because the three, the two women I've been speaking with over the last few days um, they said the same thing. <laughs> they said they, wow. actually, like they were at the height of their career <laughs> and they were like, oh, I'm going to do something and <laughs> maybe even take a pay cut. Like I know you went yeah. to the jungle, so I, I'm guessing you took a pay cut. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's so interesting because I talk a lot about money and you and I have actually spoken to the consciousness of money. Money came through yesterday in a conversation also it's like and so it's like it's this neutral thing and oftentimes we actually get to let go of it and let to go our of our attachment to it to do and be who we really came here to be and then call it this is what i'm sensing and then call it back in and be like oh yeah i yeah. would actually to work with you again <laughs> thank you so yep. much for being here and a part of my life and supporting this version of me now what would absolutely you that? like how then because it sounds like it was a bit scary to yeah so i i was really confused by it in the way of like really seeing for the first time my mind versus my heart. Because when this came back to me and I had these memories of working with these medicines for lifetimes and these files coming in, I wasn't too eager to like, Oh, well, I'm going to go be a shaman and run away. You know, it wasn't anything like that. I was like, Whoa, 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 what's going on here? Where is this information coming from? I spent a whole year actually in that space of seeing and listening and how it feels. But for the first time, I could see where my mind was creating fear programs of what is this? Where is it coming from? How am I supposed to leave like my career and what will people think? And then this certainty in my heart, this core of everything that I ever have always been was just like, I know you don't see it quite yet, but you can feel it. And please trust this feeling because we're all very much about seeing and creating different things that other people can see. So this was one of the most intimate things that I have ever experienced in certainty for the first time. And, you know, I remember having to sit my family down. And as you'd mentioned, the next part of that story was me bowing out of my career, selling everything that I had, giving away what I could and going to the Peruvian jungle indefinitely um, with no points of return, which where I spent about a year um, outside of time, not knowing if I would ever come back. And with that, had to have that conversation with my family <laughs> and say like, hey, so I'm talking to these aliens and I'm like talking like them. And I remember like 40 different versions of me. I'm going to go do the strongest psychedelic I know of. And I don't know if I'm going to come back, you know? So I had to really like work with their fears as well. And, you know, my father saying to me, well, what about your career? What about like, you're making such good money. You're, you, you know, you have all of this potential and you're rising up within the company. And in that moment, I watched myself say to him, this is about purpose. This isn't about a career or the measurement of success. This is about the key to life as I know it for me and what I'm here to do. And I got the answer to that question. And that's all I have to give to you now is that purpose. And he just looked at me and was like, okay. And seeing that conversation and that word purpose, speaking truly from the heart, it dissolved the fear in the space. 
he could see it. We can see it in each other's eyes when we truly meet that point in our journey. Um, and that gave me the courage to, to move forward and face more of those fears. Oh, thank you so much for sharing because like a lot of people see successful people, they see me, I live in a mansion now. <laughs> like they see me with yes, like they see me with this beautiful amount of success, multiple six-figure business. And what they don't see, in many of you have seen, like some people have seen, those of you who've known me for a while, were when I lived in a van, when I lived at my friend's house on a dog bed. And it's a joke, like it was a it was a bed on the floor, but we called it a dog bed. And I park <laughs> like a little puppy because I just knew that I was this helpless being that was like evolving into, into who I wanted to become. And it's like these stages in our journey are, are beautiful places to be. And I didn't wake up successful. I didn't wake up in a mansion. There were moments when I had to release things and, and, and face fears and tell people that, and believe in my dreams and this feeling and this nudge more than, um, yeah, potential fears. And, and I just did it. I mean, I've given my savings away numerous times to learn the skills, the skill set also in, um, different components of having a successful business. And so there's that, but what, besides, what is my next question? (laughs) Like, I wanted to ask, like, yeah, it sounds like from that moment, there was like nothing that could hold you back. Like, but is that true? <laughs> Myself. I was, yeah. So that, at that point I had eliminated this expectation of family, of career. I had been supported by the universe and I, my guides kept telling me, just get on the plane and go stop trying to figure out what happens after the plane. Cause you, you just, you can't conceptualize where this amount of growth and perspective of the world is going. And I've been living my life like that for about five years. So I've been outside of the States now from that journey for about five years now. And, um, the, with all those external things dropping away, I was left with my inner monologue, my voice and my anxieties that were pre-existing from other things. Um, and my battle against myself, I was absolutely terrified. And I had to, again, go back to that voice and feeling of the heart and the voice of the mind and essentially deprogram that and know that I was going in the right direction and face fear in a way of listening to it, of welcoming it in. So it can show me where I have trust issues within myself, within my path, within my world, where I could voice my insecurities and that voice of fear be held safely within that and start to really go back into what my identity was around those things and my false sense of security and everything that I did and everything that I knowing. Because when we are going into a space of purpose now and we are surrendering and we are opening up to see these versions of us, you know, especially on a, a path where we are leaving the corporate life or we are becoming business owners and we are finding that purpose. It can seem simple. It's like, well, I just get to do whatever I want whenever I want. And I get to make money doing it. And I get to help save the world. Like, well, what happens is, and what I experience, and I also see so often with others is that we're left alone with our own stuff. And if we're going to master our universe, which is our brand or our business or service, we're the thing that we have to improve and develop with, with the tools that we're, we're offering the world. So, um, I was left to my own devices with that and it took a lot of time and, um, courage. You know, I celebrate my, myself from those years ago of being courageous enough to feel safe and falling apart into my own arms. (laughs) Wow. Hey there, visionary leader. If you're resonating with this message, I'd like to invite you into your next level life and business. 
Enrollment has begun for the Conscious Creative Business Immersion. This is my signature group container to help you design an offer so delicious, so juicy, so based on your soul gifts that you are thrilled to invite your soulmate clients inside of it. I'm going to teach you how to promote this offer with a ton of heart and to sell out this offer with ease to meet your revenue goals. I would love to have you inside if you are a visionary leader who knows that they are great at what they do. You'd like to collapse the timeline on how long it takes to reach consistent income with an offer that you truly love. Go to the link in the show notes to apply for the Conscious Creative Business Immersion. I will be sitting with your application individually. And I will send an email to let you know if you've been accepted in a few days after application. Thank you for trusting me with your vision. And I can't wait to see what we co-create. I love that so much because there's only so much we can do as space holders. And in person, like there's, you know, there is hands-on hugging and that's lovely. And as co, but as coaches, it's like, sometimes we only find the coach and they live in the, you know, they live so far away. And how many of my people or your people, your people Mm -hmm. do sometimes travel to see you. And it's like, how many, but how many people have that availability? So it's like, as coaches, we can, and guides and healers, we hold the space, but that's what it is, is to give back that person their power to, to feel their own arms around mm-hmm. that and to reparent that inner child that, uh, that <laughs> needs some love right now. And I yeah. can show people how to do that. And I can even take them through that process. But, you know, when, when my people show up for that, they show up to the call thinking I'm going to learn how to uh, make sales and I'm holding <laughs> for their inner child. They're yeah. like, one, they're like, what? And then they're like, thank you. Because then they go, <laughs> yeah. they, they are more readily invite people into their groups, uh, into their programs, into their sessions. And it's like, oh, okay, this is actually how it works. <laughs> yeah. So, they, so you had to do, you got to do that work first so that you could see um, what people actually like were receiving the benefit of really the space that you hold. It's like, you're doing, you're doing some wild, amazing things. Like it's clear the benefit and it's like a space for them to, to be, be fully themselves. And to, like you said, fall apart and be witnessed and, and be, have that space held for the fears. And also the cool thing about, and the distinction of the work you do is like, also like, Sometimes we feel so alone, but actually spirit is with us all the time. And you know that because you are literally communicating with them with their language. And so that's like really cool. And for those of us who are channels in the way of like, you ask a question and you receive an answer, but it sounds just like your voice. (laughs) It's like, you, you, it's like, oh, can I trust this? The answer is yes. Always. (laughs) Yeah. You can talk to Zimatia because the, the answers that the spirit guides give you, it's like, Oh, it resonates so deep with your soul because it's like, Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I got, I got that answer too. Like, wow. Or like just a slight shift of perspective. Just want to thank you for the work that you do, but (laughs) um, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I'm opening the floor. What is like potent? What are the guides telling us like might be something really beautiful for anyone out there to hear about about themselves, about us, about time and (laughs) space. (laughs) What do you want to talk about? So one thing that's coming in right now, just going back to what you're talking about of listening into our own internal voice. And, you know, when we're seeking support where we're reaching out to each other for these different things, we don't want to lose our own power and give that away um, to somebody that's healing us or fixing us. But when we're going through these own internal expressions of deciphering what it is, is that our ego versus our heart and knowing what's guiding us through love and compassion and inspiration versus fear and insecurities and possible illusions. You know, that's the, where we start to 
kind of maneuver our own inner landscape. One thing that's coming in right now is a good point of checking in on what's coming from the mind and what's coming from the heart is the heart is that that source consciousness that is the purity of all of that our existence and our our true intentions if we're doing that work and calling that in when we're starting to communicate and letting our heart lead us forward versus our mind and we're trying to figure things out and plan things the inner voice of the heart is very clear and concise and simple so when we're asking questions yes or no if there's a storyline that wants to come in and it starts wrapping into these potentialities and these what ifs and these could have beens, that is the mind now answering that question. So that knowing that that core consciousness of that channel that we all possess, we're all channelers, we all hold that, is that simple. And if the mind does come into your landscape, then asking is this. Is this something that's serving me or is this just creating a distraction out of fear? Or is this something I do actually need to spend time with and listen to? Is my ego showing me something? Because the ego isn't necessarily bad. An ego is our personality that's very relative to this timeline and dimension. This is what it has us functioning here, but it can get mucked up with things from the outside. And the way that I like to envision my communication with my ego is is we're in a car, I'm driving, and the ego's in the passenger seat. The ego has the map, it kind of knows the exits. It's really familiar with this planet Earth and it's been coming here for a long time. But I'm the one that's controlling the tunes on the radio. And <laughs> we can have a conversation and decide when we want to stop and eat lunch together, but that ego's not gr grabbing the wheel and deciding when we're getting off the exits and how fast we're going. I'm in control of that vehicle. So it's a, it's a co-pilot type of relationship versus like throwing it out of the door. So that, those are some tools that I use to communicate with my inner voice, my heart and welcoming my mind as well. Oh, I love that so much because I love my ego. <laughs> I love my personality. I like, well, like our ego gets stuff done. Like, <laughs> yeah. Our egos work hard. They they're confident and sassy. You know, right. they it dresses me sometimes. <laughs> it's like it's very stylish. And exactly, I love that. And I the thing I learned from my gurus, my like monks. I sat at the foot of the monks and stuff. It was like yeah, like wear it like a loose fitting robe because if you don't have an ego, then you're pure consciousness. And that's for another dimension. <laughs> yeah. so we're yeah. here on earth. For, yeah. And I believe that we chose it. I, I, I wonder if you want to speak to that at all. <laughs> about choosing what aspect? earthly dimension. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know if everyone out there believes even that we, in reincarnation and that we chose this. Like, I, I'm guessing. Like, <laughs> but like, I like, remember sometimes choosing this odd earthly existence. Yeah. So incarnation, reincarnation. Um, I believe in all belief systems. So that's a space that I hold to uh, create neutrality where everything is welcome through the Akashic record, you know, whether it's the belief system of Christianity or reincarnation, um, all that's there. I do have memories of uh, returning and leaving and coming back. And from what I understand, um, you know, Gaia, planet Earth is this university, this high honor of creation to where we actually get to see and express um, the different facets of many different universes and realities where things are set in, even within these high enlightened states where things are kind of figured out, we get to come down and we get to be human and we get to forget and we get to feel and we get to experience anger and rage and dirt and gluttony and all these different textures of in taste of the third dimension. And through these expressions, you know, some of us coming here in our own soul's journey, we are also in our own soul's journey, experimenting and reporting back to some of our star origins and families of like what these missions of development are of experiencing and embodying these different parts of information. So for instance, part of my mission on earth is origin restoration. So I'm here to help assist others with remembering some of what they're doing here and why they chose 
and some of the patterns that they're mastering in their soul's curriculum um, to become those ascended masters, to know that we can crawl through that channel of suffering and enlighten ourselves with that wisdom and that we can set it down and evolve that through those higher scapes of not just planet earth, but all of the realities together as that network of oneness. That spoke to my soul. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is out there like feeling like, Oh, finally, because this is what it is. Like when I sat at the foot of the monk, when I really have conversations like this about the nature of reality, when I like look at, I'm studying now the tree of life by just like gazing upon it. And I'm like, this is a fun <laughs> study. And in my very Gemini nature, like my North node is in Gemini. It's like the study of all It's mm-hmm. the study of all. <laughs> so like, I know a little about a lot and that type of consciousness, that type of awareness is really cool. Cause you're seeing the Mayan cosmology is the same as the ancient Kabbalah is the same as the um, red road in the medicine wheel is the same as the, the cross. <laughs> like it's yeah. all these intersection, uh, intersecting circles and it's all sacred geometry. It's all that network of what you're speaking to. And I'm like, wow, like really when I get into my humanness, I have to remember to enjoy it. So like, because of what you just said of like, wait, no, like, I am here to remember, but I, I did also come here to experience. Yeah. So it's like, if I'm going to be sad, if I'm going to bang pillows and be rageful, if I'm going to be gluttonous was my, the word you said that made me really excited. <laughs> <laughs> then I, potatoes, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, wine, like I have a lot of Jupiter energy, gluttonous as fuck. Yes, let's do it. And it's like, then enjoy it enjoy it yeah. like, because you already are. And this is the principles of existential kink, who this is a magician who wrote this book, who channeled this book, really believes in what you're speaking to. And, and it's like, it's like, take the time to enjoy it because the universe um, is experiencing itself through you, the whole universe, yep. all those yep. beings that you are uh, speaking of and speaking to on a regular basis, get that little taste of, and they like when you uh, express. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have memories of me being in these higher councils and, um, still being there at the same time. And, you know, all of us and what people are uh, often trying to, uh, master with Ascension, you know, sitting in our nice, beautiful robes and our temples and just like wielding powers of the universe and shaping worlds. I literally remember sitting there like, Oh, okay. Sacred, sacred, cool stuff. Can I go back to earth now? Like this is kind of boring and like begging to come back down here and live in a ghetto and like be addicted to something and like just to, for the sake of that, you know? So there's like all those different facets and of, of that expression of in that humanness, that is like what we're here for. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. And that reminder of like, as we're going up and reaching for these memories, it's so important to be like, yeah, but we're here too. And we worked really hard to get here. Not every soul gets to come here. You know, we, we have to spend a lot of time mastering certain things to be able to walk into this university to a point of actually retaining, um, some of the missions that we're here for. So hilarious. I feel the same way I feel. And I feel like it's connected to the Pleiades, but it's like when I'm there and just this being of light, I'm actually like bratty to them. Like they see me as a human and they're like, get (laughs) her back to earth where she can (laughs) complain. (laughs) She can complain like she wants to. We don't do that here. Yeah. (laughs) You're not ready. You're not ready. I thought. <laughs> oh, it's fun. And it's fun to play that role. And if we and if we remember, if we remember that we're a soul on a mission, and even if we don't have these vivid visions of past lives, there's a knowing, a remembering yeah. we're on a mission. And that's what I held this um container, this um 12-day event for, for people to have different experiences of remembering and just feeling that, oh, I am on a mission. I may not know exactly what it is yet, but that's the point of like, we get to figure it out as we go. We get to, what I wrote a piece this morning because my channeling comes in writing words, whether it's tapping or whether it's tapping like this or whether it's um, writing like this, but it's writing words and then not being so hung up about sharing them. And so I wrote a piece this morning that was like, 
we get to be as slow as we desire. We get to like Mm -hmm. really, um, like really not every rebirth needs to be this like shaking, massive, uh, nervous system, (laughs) fizzling. Right. And I thought of the snake and you carry the medicine of the snake. And I thought of the snake just rubbing its cute little body on the rock and releasing its skin. It's natural as day and slivering away doing snake things. It doesn't make a big deal out of, out of it. Rebirth is its, and transformation is its nature. So I wonder if you can speak anything coming through on the snake and, and that, that message. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the natural states of, of that transformation and that rebirth, um, you know, the snake is a really good example that it doesn't actually necessarily need to be death right? Because we hear about this death and this rebirth cycle, but there is no death that actually happens within that shedding of that layer and continuing to go on. There is patience within that, but there is a, a graceful expression. And, you know, as we're going into our purpose and we're asking these questions, the biggest question of finding our purpose is knowing what our natural state is and our happiness and our joy. And that's what we're over here to do overall. And mastering these things and these big missions is to remember our points of joy and that higher frequency and everything else falls into place. So when we're resonating within our heart and we're shedding those layers slowly and we're letting those things drop away in that natural state and witnessing that and moving forward, the way that we can experience the answers to our questions, what we might consider miracles, we can really start to see where they're outside of time as we know it. So for instance, something that might take years to prepare for or master inside of the corporate world are the structures of the systems that we know in measuring our success. When we're in full alignment and we are dedicated and devoted to that transformation and we're willing to shed those layers and be patient and stay open to that joy and love, the files and how we get those things built and how those things come to be, they show up like they've been there all along. There isn't another five years or 10 years, or we don't have to meet this type of person or that. It all comes together because of the alignment and the resonance and the frequency within your reality, attracting those pieces that you're letting the universe know that you're ready to receive out of your choice in choosing your highest point of joy. And then therefore we wrap into the other networks of beings like you and I and the people that you're working with and I'm working with where we're like, Ooh, we're doing it together. Happiness is our priority, true happiness of, of what, what it is that we're here. And then that cup gets so overfilled with love to where it has nowhere else to go, but to on and into each other. And, um, yeah. And we slither on like that snake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. I feel awakened as I'm in my bed and it's a Friday. You're getting there. You're you're slithering slowly. This is so amazing. I wonder if there's any comments. This is such a fun conversation. We can really play off each other and like help, you know, help you see something even in our human form. Like, because I don't know. Zimanti usually does a whole thing which she channels. She really maybe we can talk about that as like, what does your work look like? Like, what are some of the spaces that you hold? So people can one, either decide to come into the business immersion, get a taste or call you message you. We leave all your links and things all around, but like contact us if you're feeling the call. Yeah. Some of the spaces that you hold and also so that people can see, you can kind of uh, be the observer and bilocate your energy right now to see like, that anything is possible for you too. Like how two women have cultivated their gifts, put their gifts into a thing, into a system that helps people in in different ways. And so, yeah, listening from, with both of those kind of ears, you're, (laughs) yeah. That made yeah. Sense. So, um, going back to the Akashic transmission sessions, um, that I mentioned a little bit, uh, a hue of overall in the beginning. Uh, so the Akashic transmission is a one-on-one space. And this is where we are sitting in council with our guides. So this means the higher versions of ourselves, 
um, angelic realms, plant spirits, um, any medicines or modalities that we might work with in that space, as well as um, different timelines that can come in depending on what's relevant. So through the light language that comes in, um, there is one main language that I'm speaking that accesses the angelic realms. So my highest point that I remember uh, paired with the Akashic uh, records. And through that council, we sit and we have a one-on-one dialogue where people are welcome to bring questions, general topics. They're welcome to leave the space open because our guides also bring in questions and topics for us to explore. And through that, it's a very casual um, communication of our own light language of witnessing each other and our vulnerability and in our humanness. And uh, yeah, we peel back those layers of each individual's point in their, their remembering. So it's very relevant in like certain patterns that are repeating or um, some clarity as far as um, making certain choices or uh, why things are reoccurring within those patterns. And it's also really great space for integration support, uh, post-activation or medicine experience. I'm seeing that more and more. Um, it's also really supportive for those who are starting to open up their own channel, whether that be in the way of physical expression or speaking languages themselves. Um, through that Akashic file, I'm able to speak all light language and shadow language fluently. So what I mean by shadow language is that it is a neutral space to where we are able to welcome in the curriculum and expressions of the underworld and hold that safely so we can understand certain points of our suffering and our our wounds and that be uh, welcomed with love and safety as well. And um, from that, there are there's energy work that's implemented to support uh, some of the self-actualizations that one has in the space of, oh, okay, I guess I understood that, or giving permission to move forward with certain things. That's when we receive the support of uh, medicines like uh, the channeled guidance of ayahuasca and uh, huachuma or combo uh, that come in in the Pleiadians also support with frequency coding to help reconfigure the physical vessel to uh, essentially activate that file uh, that's ready at that time. So that's the the general flow of the Akashic session. Um, The other is um, working with snake venom. So This is uh, my partner and I are two of six people in the entire world that we're aware of that's bringing this actually back into the Western world and um, the sacred space and the landscape of that. So uh, my partner is a certified snake handler and he actually goes to the jungle and collects the venom himself through a very gentle process of milking the snake. So just getting the snake and having it bite down and release the venom. And then he releases it in the jungle. It happens right there. Um, It's not where he transports or anything. And this carries a lot of medicinal aspects um, from working within the blood. So it's a gentle medicine that's applied similar to combo. And it is, um, there's no purging. There's no physical, um, like, deep dive, uh, as far as like a psychedelic effect or anything, it carries a medicinal purpose and the spiritual connection of gentleness and grace. And, uh, this works in the blood with, um, parasites, rebalancing hormones. Um, it fights cancer cells. It actually has reverse aging properties. So it actually goes in and restores cells, um, that are there. It's really great for things like psoriasis, um, and different skin conditions. Um, it's a blood cleanser naturally. So going through the kidneys and the bladder, um, and yeah, there's a lot of elements there and we're seeing, um, a really big transformative, um, calling specifically to women in restoring the womb and rebalancing the hormones within the body there as well. So we work with that medicinally in the ceremonial space too. And then that's also tied into some of the womb restoration ceremonies that I do one-on-one with women. So lots of things <laughs> that are opening and up I've there. Yeah. I've experienced, um, I've experienced these sessions, uh, three times, uh, in my program, the conscious creative business immersion. And I'm really like, I'm hearing like, go with the snakeness because it's so in synchronicity. And I don't know if anyone else is receiving um, 
the message of, of the snake. The snake handles it with grace, it offers the medicine, and then we have this, this beautiful, gentle experience is what I'm hearing. Um, and what I wanted to download about the, the council space is like, it really is truly this, this amazing moment where you see that you are connected to spirit always. <laughs> how, how, how we can help each other to remember that and how you help us to remember that and how you, it's like, it is easier <laughs> to come, to come and uh, speak to you. And then you speak to them in their language. And then it's like, the message is a little more clear. It doesn't have to filter through our own egoic mind. That's what I'm sensing about these spaces from a experiential uh, lens for anyone who's thinking about it. One of my gifts is connecting people with who can actually help them. And I think that's why, <laughs> why you're here. Uh, but yeah, codes, man. <laughs> codes. Yeah. I mean, Akashic transmission sessions can be done remotely. So that's something that's done in person or um, obviously remote. So we're not limited by, you know, that the energy work that I mentioned isn't limited by being in person because we're going up into those realms of our higher selves where there is no time or matter. So um, dream work is a really big part of that too. So anyone who might be, yeah, feeling called, that's not something that has to um, come together in person. If that's not what's, what's lining up this time, we can do it uh, and utilize technology. Ooh, amazing. So, wow, this has been such a lovely conversation. I have one more question for you. It, and that is, so yeah, I'm going to leave the links so people can, if anything interests you at all, like, please know that, that this is why Zimatia woke up, <laughs> you know, like yep. whatever she went through in the jungle and whatever she had to do our, on her own work, it's truly here to support. And she's truly here to support and open up that space to support. And it's, it's, it's just wonderful when you find your people. Like, I know that some of you might still be living in these places where, you speak to people about angels or you tell people about your awakening and they're like, and fortunately both Zimati and I don't live in a place like that. It's like, everybody's like, Oh yeah. Which alien are you speaking to? Right. So, so we, there's like a, also the, the code of like, nothing's too weird. And there isn't something that I haven't heard about. Uh, like really, there's something, something that I haven't heard about. And and your your support system is out there. It's right here, probably. So reach out. And if we, the thing about being an integrity and being an integral woman is like, if I cannot help you, I know someone who can. Mm -hmm. If if you know, I usually help people at a certain place where they they're already in their leadership. And Zimacha actually. She doesn't have that uh, filter <laughs> of like, like, if you're like, I don't know if I can even be a leader, like, well, go see Zimatia first. And then she'll, you know, she'll talk to you guys, get you to a point where you're like, okay, let's go. Like, I'd love to put together a program and help someone. And then that's where I come in or she's also available in my program. So the last question I have is what would you tell someone, anyone on the get the edge of like quitting that corporate job or like you know, making a plan to leave in a year, slowly shedding their snake skin. Like, what would you tell them if they were on the edge of going all in on a, on a dream that maybe other people don't understand? I would tell them to remember that everything that they're doing for others and the amount of their success is always measured by their day-to-day -day happiness and their joy. And if there is a long-term plan that is being stretched out to reach those points, that's okay. These things can take time. But to remember that each day that we wake up, we have the opportunity to choose us, to choose what it is that we're here to do. We have the choice to start over. We have to, the choice every single day. And choosing ourselves is enough. That is always enough. And when we, we vibrate that, that choice of our prioritizing our happiness and that we were talking about before, that is the foundation and the sustainability that operates within everything. And fear, again, will show itself to give us the opportunity to better refine that. And 
our trust within ourselves, within the universe, when we drop things and let things go and step into this new reality, if fear is present, it doesn't mean that we're headed in the wrong direction. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be uncertain and terrified at times. And it's okay that it can take time to learn how to trust within yourself and your journey. But giving us that spaciousness and calling to the universe and that surrender of that flow, the answers and that support, that puffy white cloud will come in and you'll fall on that. And remembering, you know, I always visualize, you know, running to the edge of a cliff and wanting to jump off and being afraid of hitting the ground. And the moment that we get off of that cliff, we realize that we have wings and we never would have remembered that we had wings if we wouldn't have taken that leap. So we all have wings. They're all there. And whether it's a slow climb or it's just like a screw it, I'm going to go. Um, choosing you is always, always enough. And the world will shape around that. Wow. Thank you for that reminder that I have wings. <laughs> That's yeah. what I got out of that. Because also Zibatia uh, sung to my wings, sung my wings awake in one of our sessions. It was like how I like to see. And I, it, they are, they are with me. Yeah, they really are. And I get to send them places actually, which is a cool new trick. Awesome. <laughs> so fun. So we're here for you. Your people are here. If you're feeling like what I, <laughs> if you're feeling weird, like you're a weirdo, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're feeling like, you know, a little bit like the misfit, the black sheep, the, you know, what am I here to do? Like reach out. We got we you. got you. <laughs> yeah, Your spirit guides got you. I'm fine to people. We'll get all. We'll, we get weird together. <laughs> Ooh, wow! Thank you so 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 much, Zibatia. I hope you have a lovely Venus Day, a lovely Friday, and yeah. Um, oh, I'm gonna miss you for like five minutes until I, I find know. you or something. <laughs> yeah, it's always an honor. It's always a blessing. So happy to contribute to your calling and what you're doing, and those t- tuning in and continuing to share this. It's yeah, it's a it's definitely a point of my own personal success of like, wow, I'm really like I'm doing it, you know, in my space of my dream world and being able to infuse that with others. Uh, it feels really good. So thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome. I'll see you so soon. Bye. Okay. Ciao.